Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. I am so excited for today's episode because we have on the show my actual favorite human being, my fiance, Sina. What is up, Sina, in the other room? Glad to be back. You also forgot I'm your quarantine partner, too. Yes, this is very true. We're on lockdown together. Things are getting weird, but I wanted to bring him on for this episode because we have a lot of really cool conversations, um, not just when we're on lockdown, but when we're <laughs> doing our little chats, when we stroll at night, walking our dog, Lizzie, and Cena brought up this really cool concept about goal setting. And I was like, Cena, you're my quarantine mate. So basically you kind of have to live the life that I'm living, <laughs> which means you're a podcaster now. So jump on in. Um, Cena hasn't cut his hair in like a month. So he looks look real like good, a pet. <laughs> and, but it doesn't change the fact that you have a lot of juicy stuff to say. So Sina, kind of tee them up because the concept that you're going to talk about today with goal setting could be applicable to anything, but I know it really stemmed from when we started training for your first half marathon. So give them the backstory if they're not familiar with that. Definitely. So I'm Sina. I'm Keisha's fiance. For those of you that don't know. But recently, we were supposed to run a half marathon. Now, this idea sparked uh, probably late last year, where I told Keish, you know, let me do a, I want to do a half marathon with you. And Keish yeah. has always been the runner, in a sense. I've never ran more than three miles in a row in my life, <laughs> and probably a collective 10 miles in the last few years. So I wanted to set a goal to do something that I haven't ever done and something that I can push myself. And, you know, Keish has done a bunch of marathons before and half marathons. And she said, let's do it. So we signed up for the San Diego half and we were off to the races. We were training and unfortunately it got canceled just about a week before we were supposed to run it. So we'd done all the training all the way up to right before doing the 13 miles. We're ready to go. And then unfortunately with uh, coronavirus, it got canceled. So what we were talking about on our walk the other day, is how much we actually still learn from the whole process mm-hmm. uh, unexpectedly, I guess, that I wasn't, I wasn't expecting. So I kind of wanted to go over that. Yeah. And I know we chatted about it in length. And so, well, and I think it's really cool too. Let's just acknowledge for those of you that know Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven, AKA the enthusiast, which I'm pumped about all the things. And Cena is a three, the achiever, which means he's very goal oriented. So like when he decides he's going to do something, he is doing it. And I'm the same way, but in a different method towards getting to the goal, which I think is really cool, which is why obviously it's fun to do life with you. But on top of that, why I think this perspective will be cool for people to hear because it's a little bit different than my take on goal setting. But at the same time, like it's kind of like a remix of like my ideology mixed with yours. So give them kind of the framework maybe of what you're going to talk into and then we'll dive into each point. Yeah. So really 
we came down to like three big points that I really learned throughout this process was, you know, understanding the identity of, of becoming a runner, mm-hmm. um, the kind of knowing it's going to be really hard at first, but how to like keep going yeah. in those times. And then we got the last one, which is the last mile struggle bus can be applied <laughs> to all types of goals that kind of came into my head while we were training for this. So yeah. let's hop in. So at first we signed up, you know, and we had our running plan. But I had to really step into the identity of becoming a runner. I've told myself for years, I can't run for this and that reason. You used to say you had penguin knees. They Remember? flare out a little bit. So I, I had my... Not a real thing. <laughs> tell the orthopedic doctor. I don't know. <laughs> my self-proclaimed penguin knees made it hard for me to run. But I was always an athlete, played a lot of sports, uh, but never really got into running. So... For this, we signed up. I had to step into that role. I have to be a runner. Okay. So what do runners do? Naturally, you get running shoes, you get a headband, you got to get a running headband, and then, you know, running shirt and everything. And it kind of seems silly to think that, you know, those can help. But what it really did was help me embrace this identity of I'm a, I'm a runner now. You have to kind of proclaim that. And it's kind of can be applied to all, all things that you're trying for the first time or Let's say you're becoming a mom. You want to be the best mom. Uh, you kind of got to look at people that are runners and what do they do? What, yep. are, what are some things that can make you feel like you are a runner now, even though you're not there yet, even though you're just starting? Uh, what are some, some ways that can make you feel that way? So really, when I went to go put on my shoes every day, I had my running shoes. Made me feel like, yeah. you know, I was a runner. You know, yeah. put, on, put on my running shirts, running shorts, everything. Um, you know, it, obviously it's not the the shirts and the headbands and stuff that make me run faster. It's me doing the work, but it's yeah. that mindset around becoming that person. Adopting the identity. And then you're exactly. starting to think like how a runner thinks, right? Just even like, I mean, I remember us having this conversation back even when I started this podcast where you were like, Keish, like, you know, how does a podcaster think about podcasting? Well, what are the skills that you have to acquire to become a podcaster? Like you got to get the mic, which is why I got the Britney Spears mic, because I was excited about that to feel like a podcaster. Just like you were like, let me get these ridiculously flashy shoes to feel like a runner. (laughs) They're super extra, but I felt like, you know, putting them on, I just felt different. Uh, Yeah. These are running shoes. I'm a runner now. Like, I yep. don't know. It's it's just a mindset that you have to adapt to. And let's say you're going for a promotion at work. I don't know what you're doing, but what is the person that is in that role? What do they do? Mm-hmm. Do they have, you know, a separate folder, a binder? Do they show up early? Do they stay late? Do they, um, yeah. what, like, are, the what are they doing mm-hmm. to, to become that person? And just start doing that. Even at first when it's hard and it's, you feel, I guess, like the imposter syndrome or you feel inadequate, you just have to start with that mindset and build up that confidence over the yeah. time. I love that. So good. And so applicable, which is why I love this framework of just thinking like the goal is not actually to run the half marathon, which is what you thought as an achiever, mm-hmm. as someone who's so goal oriented that like you always do everything <coughs> that you say that you're going to do. You crush the goals, you do the thing, but really that wasn't the actual goal. The goal was to adopt the identity of being a runner and start to think like how a runner thinks and approach running the way that a self-identified runner would, which is so like it's simple to explain it, but it's not common practice. Like people don't think about goals that way. So I love that you made that adjustment, like literally week one. <laughs> yeah. And the, I guess to my next point, it, it was really surprising at the end when 
when I first started, I was like, okay, I envision the moment I'm crossing the finish line and I just, I can say I did a half marathon now. Yeah. Then I'm proud. Like I'm proud I did the half marathon, but really looking back now that we didn't even get a chance to run this half marathon and we could have, we could have done our own half marathon and we were, we almost did, but we chose, you know, we're going to do another half marathon so we can really celebrate the, the finish of that. But I'm still just as proud as if I did cross that finish line Mm -hmm. because it was the, the times along the way that really built up my confidence yeah. Of the early mornings that, you know, we had to get up at five to do those eight or nine mile runs before I had to go to work. It was all those times I didn't want to get up and go do the run, but I adopted the identity of a runner and we have this training plan. So that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we, and, and the first time was hard. Second time was hard, but it got a little less hard every time because once you finish that first run, you build that confidence up. Yeah. A little drop in the bucket. Do it again. Yes. Do it again. And every time it gets a little better. And at the end, I'm still just as proud of, of that as I am if we would have ran the half marathon, which is surprising for an Enneagram 3, which is obviously an achiever. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to achieve the thing, but I did. You know, I, I became that, that runner. So cool. It's, such a, it's, just, it's such a powerful way to have a focus on a goal because obviously as humans, we love progress. We love working towards something. We love something that's measurable so we can know that we're making progress. Cause you know, like a lot of women that listen to this podcast or reach out to me on Instagram, they feel like they're floundering because they don't even have a goal. But I think what you're saying and what I watched, you know, as like your bestie fiance, quarantine mate, roommate, <laughs> all the things is that you were like, you know what? I'm proud of myself that I'm working towards something and having like your eye on the goal, but being proud of the progress along the way and giving yourself the opportunity to celebrate, which is out of character for what you used to do because you would used to only want to celebrate when you accomplish the thing that you set out to do versus being like, I'm proud of myself. I've never run four miles. I'm proud of myself. I've never run six miles every single time. That's why I think running is so powerful and you were always spitting out all all these random analogies as we're running because it's so powerful as a metaphor for life. You're always pushing yourself. You're always growing. I freaking love it. You're like, you're like a fortune cookie of running. I mean, yeah, to, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah to expand on, I mean, really it's, yeah. it translates to so many other parts of your life. Cause I even felt those days that we're running. It's like, this is such a like synonymous with life and like yeah. setting your next goal. Cause the goal is always changing in life. It's never constant. Mm-hmm. So it's running that half marathon. Like what's next? Like, how are you going to keep pushing yourself and how are you going to keep striving to be better? And running is just such a good analogy for that. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. I love that. And then give them your curveball number three, which you, <laughs> yeah, we, we were on a run and Tina's like, I just had this crazy idea. Like explain it. Cause I think people will connect with this. Okay. So this was, it was a really weird phenomenon. I don't know how true it is, but it is in my head. I call it the last mile struggle bus. Okay. So we're still running a couple of times a week just to keep up, you know, our health and everything. And we were doing a three miler one day and the last half mile, I was like, Oh man, this is tough. Like we're almost done. Cause I have it on my, I'm tracking our not watch, but I'm like, man, this I'm tired. This is weird. Uh, but we ended up finishing and a couple of days later. We went on a six mile run. We flew by the three mile mark. No problem. No, no like tiredness in the legs. And then come like the 5.5 where it's, you know, that last like 10 minutes, like, 
dang, like I'm getting that same feeling mm-hmm. of this is tiring. And it's, I was just like, we were talking about it afterwards. I'm like, what is this? Oh, you know, you're almost to your goal and all the weight of all that work that you've done. You're, you're like just about to achieve that goal. It gets real tough right before yeah. you have a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. This isn't anything in, in your life that, that you're going for. Yeah. You know, just so interesting to kind of come to that realization. Yeah. I know we chatted about for a bit and you, you really expanded on it. Well, I think it's just like anything where I remember when I first started building my business and I've talked about this on the podcast, when you came to me, when I just felt like I was building up that momentum where I didn't know when I was going to feel like I'd accomplish that thing. And I felt like I was pushing a giant monster truck tire up a hill. And I've always stuck with this analogy when you said it to me, where it's like little by little, and then you finally start to see the end and you're like, I'm almost done that you feel like you're exhausted. You're like, I have no more left in the tank, whether that's running, you know, 5.5 miles, 15 miles, doing something crazy, or it's just when you're so freaking close to your goal and you're like, when am I going to get there? And you want to throw in the towel. And then you start asking yourself those crappy questions like, oh my gosh, why are my legs so sore? And then, you know, your brain obviously kicking into self-confirming bias, like you were talking about of, you know, now it's the end of the mile. Like, what the heck? Why am I so sore? Oh, of course I'm sore. My legs are tired. I just want to stop now. Like we're, we basically did it. I'm almost there. But in reality, it's like that final mile struggle bus is where the magic happens because that's when you get to see what you're really made of. When you want to give up and you don't, what's up? You know, I mean, yeah, you just get so proud of yourself for that last little bit. And really, you're right. It shows you what are you made of? Like what? Yeah. It's a chance for you to prove yourself to yourself. Like yeah. to, you can, that you can push yourself and do hard things and, yeah. and gain that confidence and, and translate it. It just translates to all parts of your life, which is really cool. Well, and also, I mean, this is kind of a curveball, but I feel like you have built up so much confidence, obviously, over the last few years. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, we've been together for almost 12 years. So we've basically, since we were infants, we've been together. No, since we were like 18, 19. And I just feel like there's a lot of like mindset shifts that you've had of building confidence. So for anyone listening that's trying to build confidence, I know I'm just asking you this, but I know you can answer it. That's trying to build confidence. Like what would you suggest? like are some tangible things that have been helpful for you, whether that's in goals that you've set for yourself or just like how you've shifted your perspective to building all this confidence that you have. Cause you're literally, I mean, you've made leaps in your confidence. Yeah. I think, you know, the easiest one is to start with something small that you yeah. can, you can build up that muscle with. Um, I don't know what it is in your life, but something that, that, you know, that you could push yourself mm-hmm. and get that quick, kind of hit of, of confidence, yeah. but make sure you set a, a goal that's, that's worth striving for it. You know, don't set it too easy, but when's the last time you, you pushed yourself to do something? Did you, have you held off on going for that promotion because you're nervous that there's other people that might get it and you're going to get disappointed? Well, what you can do is why don't you start showing up a little more every day at work mm-hmm. and building up that confidence in, Oh, I should get that promotion because look at all this work I'm doing and I'm doing a good job. Yeah. You could subconsciously go into like a, like a state of just like complacency at work. If you're not striving for that next level, because you don't think you can get that job because of whatever reason you don't feel qualified. We'll start with doing those extra calls. If you're a salesperson, you know, getting one extra client on board, Yeah, showing your boss that you're committed to this and showing to yourself that you're committed to this. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy one is just find that small win. 
yeah, right away. For sure. And what's interesting too is like often people are comfortable being comfortable until that comfort is no longer comfy because they know they want more, right? Mm -hmm. Like they know they want to be more confident. They know they want to strive for more in a particular area of their life, whether that's in their relationships or their career path or in their fitness, which obviously we've talked about all of those. But I just think that's something that you took this concept and I watched you start with fitness and then kind of start to apply it in every single aspect where it's like, okay, now this is my minimum baseline. I'm never going to go lower than this in terms of how I support myself, you know, from a health and fitness perspective, how I show up as a person in my career path as a dentist, how I show up in my relationships. Like now this is the minimum baseline. I'm only going up from here, but you made these tiny little gradual steps up and celebrated along the way. And so many people miss that. And I just like, I don't know. I just admire that so much about you because I think so many people are willing to just stay comfy when they know they have more in the tank and it doesn't have to be this drastic change. And you've proven that by how you showed up little by little, just building into this, like, I mean, from a like a 19 year old that we met at a house party <laughs> where I'm drinking vodka straight out the bottle to this like 31 year old man. That's like, let's freaking go always constantly pushing me now. So yeah. I just really like you. Thank you. I think another thing too that's, that you could do is loop someone in. Yeah. You have a significant other, family member, brother, sister that you can loop in like, hey, I want to do this. I'm, you know, it's public accountability. Yeah. Get some skin in the game. I love yeah. that. Well, Sina, as you know, on this podcast, this is not like a traditional interview, but you know that we've got a pump up Spotify playlist and it's real saucy. And we need you to add another pump up jam. I know you've been on the podcast before, but we need another one from you. Uh, so give us whatever you want to add. Let's see. Let's go with. It can be P- like R or maybe like NC 17. NC 17. I don't know. That's for 17 year olds and above. Uh, let's go with. Anything Drake, like pick a song. Yeah. Drake going bad. Going bad, Drake. Okay, and any last little like nugget that you want to leave to this pep pep top episode with Cena and everyone? Please let us know if you like me having Cena on the podcast because you know he's my quarantine mate and he's got a big old brain and has a cool perspective and I really like jamming with him while he's in my office in a, <laughs> sitting in, in a your pink, pink chair. chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty uh, comfy. Any little last nugget you want to leave with them to pump them up? Um, just know that you're capable of, of being better and, and just start small and keep keep going and you'll you'll start stacking those wins and confidence. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. See you soon right. in like five bye. seconds. Okay, bye. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.